0: Welcome back to Naturally Adventurous. This is Charlie. Today, I'm joined by my co-guide on my current tour in Japan. He's another tropical birding guide, photographer extraordinaire, <laughs> fun dude. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun conversations with him. He is a rather remarkable photographer. He's taught me quite a few things already. But uh, what I wanted to do today is chat a little bit about birding and and bird photography and things like that. So yeah, welcome to Naturally Adventurous, Ben Canote. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> Did Thanks I get right. it right?
0: Yeah, you got it right. Good. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no, it's welcome. So we've known each other for a while, but we're with the first tour that we've co-guided.
1: Yeah, we've actually first met at um, McGee Marsh, right? Yeah, McGee.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been fun getting to know you and uh, and working with you. It's been it's been great. One of the things that I noticed about you is they're actually quite a good birder and that isn't always the
1: case with bird photographers mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 would, yeah. would that be fair to say oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah there's uh there's definitely a difference between bird photographers and birders yeah, for sure, yeah. i mean, i think yeah. you know a lot of bird a lot of birders take pictures of birds
0: and you know obviously bird photographers photographers look at birds but you know there's different skill sets and yeah. stuff like that but many people who lead bird photography tours are not necessarily very good birds. oh 100 in fact yeah. most
1: of them most of them i see out in the field uh, yeah. don't even have like binoculars with them or anything like that They're but mainly mainly just there to take the picture and maybe maybe i it later maybe ask somebody what it is later yeah. too. So, yeah. but i i've been
0: i've been quite impressed with your your versatility in that you're you're actually good at finding birds good at getting people on birds and stuff like that so yeah it's you're and you're actually good at both like leading bird tours and photography tours
1: Ah, yeah thanks man well you know part of the
0: job let's start at the beginning so Oh, you've at the been, beginning, at the <laughs> beginning, yeah, you've been into nature and photography for for quite a while. So, how, how did you get into? Yeah, it?
1: yeah, no, I actually I started when I was eight, actually, with uh, with my dad and his friend Dennis, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it was a typical. Uh, Eight-year-old who got dragged out of my house by my dad when I was young and, <laughs> and said, come on We're gonna go look at some birds. I said heck no, I don't want to go look at birds and then uh, Yeah, yeah, and then I got out there and my dad's friend was actually a birder So he was kind of that classic uh, birder. He actually honestly Dennis was actually the first birder with camera I ever knew So right. he carried around. I think it was a rebel Maybe a t3 or something like right we're talking. Yeah, kind of one yeah. of the original ones and a 100 to 400 and my dad was actually a photographer not a birder. So right. So, pure photography. And then he had a friend who was a real, real birder who occasionally snapped a few photos. Okay. And so, I went out with them and we were kind of just hanging out in this local park and uh, Dennis told my dad uh, there was a you know, bird over there and they... Started looking at it. My dad started taking some pictures and he Uh waved me over. And I'm like, oh God, (laughs) all right, here we go. Let me go just look at this thing. Uh And Dennis tells me, oh, you should check out this uh, common raven. It's pretty cool. And I was like, all right, I've seen a lot of blackbirds, but I'll give it a go. And I looked at it with my eyes and I thought, yeah, sweet, man. And then my dad said, have a look through the camera. I was like, all right. And man, it was one of those things where it's, you know, like fairy tale and that kind of stuff where I look through the camera and just as I look through the camera, there's light hit right. the raven perfect okay. and through the camera i could see all the iridescence on uh-huh. the raven's neck and all yeah. that stuff so i thought in my little eight-year-old mind i was like dang <laughs> this camera is magic man this is so wow. cool so from that moment on i grabbed uh, my dad's spare camera and right. was walking around the rest of the day with the uh, with the camera in hand shooting literally everything and costing my dad a fortune because it was actually a canon uh, t was a T9 or T90 I can't remember but right. the, it was a, a film camera right. so i think i shot off about 30 shots in about 2 minutes so yeah. it was one of those things where it was just like bam 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 and uh, ever since i've been hooked
0: so yeah so, 20, 20 years now so when you were young you would you would go out with your dad quite a bit on yeah so yeah. my
1: yeah that was a hobby that my dad and i shared that quickly became a passion that we right. you know could could uh, explore together, uh-huh. so yeah. Every weekend, after you know, if I wasn't playing soccer or tennis or something right. like that, we'd yeah. go out birding and sometimes leaving at you know three. Actually, I should rephrase. We would go out and do photography. Right, we weren't birding at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So, we were. We were still doing photography, and up until, or probably for about maybe two or three years. So until I got to about eleven or twelve, I started realizing I should probably get myself a pair of binoculars and actually. Really learn the birds while I'm out there and we, out Were you shooting, shooting mainly
0: by. birds in those? Yeah, early days? yeah pretty right. much,
1: pretty much only birds. We would. Uh, I grew up in California, so right. we would. We if we went to the coast and would see some whales or something like that, right. we would definitely do some whales and some sea lions, right. seals, whatever. Uh, but yeah, mainly, mainly birds.
0: Huh. So yeah. you, you went a, a while before you got your first binoculars.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, probably two or three years because I was using the camera as my binoculars. Yeah, yeah. So I was birding through the camera. So uh-huh. my strategy mainly was photograph literally everything I could find uh-huh. and then go home, flip open the field guide, turn, 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 uh... turn. There it is. That's the bird right there. Confirm with the, confirm with the camera uh, or the picture. And then hopefully next time when I go out, I could be like, oh, that that's the American episode right. that I shot last time. So yeah, kind of just... Uh, IDing later, shoot, f- we used to have a saying was uh, shoot first, ID later. Yeah. <laughs> that was our, that was our I, thing.
0: I do meet people like that that come on our tours. So yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. what they do. They just shoot and then they want, that's, and I guess that's what they enjoy doing is just working through a book and looking at their photos. Absolutely. And, yeah.
1: Absolutely. One of the things um, just on that topic, we're yeah. work, one of the things that uh, I've noticed a lot with uh, the addition of all these Facebook groups yeah. is you'll get somebody who posts a picture in there and they're like, ah, can't figure out what this is. What is it? And, you know, good on them for asking yeah. for help and that kind of thing. Uh-huh. But it's like, if you look through a book, yeah. there's only one thing that looks like that. It's not like a tricky, you know, in Pinmax Flycatcher or something like that. It's, it's like a um, Spotted Toe or something, you know, where it's like, okay, you know, I think the asking for help is awesome. And that's that's what we all, you know, need to do sometimes. But that looking through the, f- the field guide. Yeah. I think when you're young or even just when you're first starting is something that, really can help solidify that passion because as you're looking through you see all these birds and that's what I was doing I was like Wow. Okay, I haven't seen that one. That's definitely not it. But I want to see that bird right. because that's yeah. a that's a really cool looking bird or whatever. And but oh, and then, then here's my bird. You know what I mean? So you know, while you're flipping over to the orioles or something, you're passing through the tanagers, and you're like, oh god, I'd love to see a western tanager, but this bird that I just photographed is a Baltimore oriole or something.
0: So you you got your first binoculars. Mm-hmm. So what what function were those binoculars playing? Were they was it to help you get a shot or you just just for looking at them or?
1: Yeah. So if, when I yeah. when I uh kind of. When I started to grow a little bit in photography, I realized that a huge part of photography is field craft. And right. knowing knowing actually how to photograph that bird right. is really important. So if you can identify it in the field, you know a little bit about that bird, uh-huh. oh, maybe a little bit. Or you you know, you know start to learn a little bit about that bird. But if you identify it in the field, then your field craft becomes – you can apply that field craft to the, to the actual situation. Yeah. So actually knowing your bird is actually, in my opinion, is – not crucial, but helps a lot with photography. Right, while you while you're in the field, not just later. You know, if you have somebody who you're with and they know the bird and they can tell you, yeah. it's not a big deal. But if you're on your own, for instance, knowing that a buffalo head is diving currently and goes down for 12 to 15 seconds helps your approach right so you can run 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 go down at 10 seconds wait for it to come back up (laughs) and then wait for it to go down and then run 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 for 10 seconds but you know if you're if you're not sure it's above lead or you think maybe it's something else or whatever then yeah like for instance a merganser might have a 30 second one so if you know exactly what you're doing it helps your field craft in the
0: i think uh, so yeah and and also like how how close you're going to be able to get to a bird before it's going to fly, you know, oh, and yeah, sh- yeah, yeah. how shy they are, and things yeah. like that. Yeah, well, yeah. and the
1: binoculars is very like on that same point. The binoculars, mm. you know, you can you obviously get to see the bird a lot closer, so you get to observe the behavior while you're photographing it. So if I notice, you know, through the bins while I'm approaching that buffalo head or whatever, it's starting to do that, you know, raised head kind of along your yeah. neck bobbing around thing. I might just say, okay, I'm just going to wait and let it calm down, and then I can. Start to get a little closer for a better shot. But, you know, if, and you can do that kind of stuff through the camera too. But yeah. you know, there's no question that binoculars are better viewing than cameras. I mean, there's no question, no question yeah. about that. So.
0: One thing I want to talk about is like some people are more of a photographer, more of a birder like that. So there's a little bit of middle ground, but it, it comes from quite a different place. Like the different types of people. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm obviously like a little, I'm, I'm, I'm a lister. I take pictures. Right. I might try and illustrate this with a, so at the beginning of this trip, Ben and I had a conversation.
1: Oh, we're doing and, a real-life example, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. All right. it we had tell. a conversation.
0: <laughs> and I was kind of keen where his, where his passion came from and what, what, what kind of made him tick and why, why did he – I asked him why he took pictures. And um, and I, I think I saw you in the beginning of the trip. I was trying to take pictures of this little bird flying around. I said, are not going to take pictures? And he says, ah, it's, you know, the light's no good. And, and he said he didn't document birds and i guess you like to get good pictures of stuff yeah
1: yeah, yeah. theoretically if yeah. i'm going to if i'm going to take the picture like yeah. i'd like it to you know if it's a if it's if don't get me wrong yeah, know, yeah if an ivory bill woodpecker pops up man you'll i'm shooting docu- that thing no matter yeah, what yeah you'll but uh, you document it yeah. yeah but if you know if it's um i think i'm trying to remember i think it was a type of tit i think it was yeah, our first a, japanese was, or very tit or something yeah, like yeah. that and um and yeah we were shooting it and i was looking at it and it was <laughs> it was against a gray sky for me and i was yeah. like you know that's just not that's just it's not, not something that's you. that's yeah. not what i'm yeah that's not what i do it for whereas you were kind of mentioning you're a lister and you you pop your photo because that's a part of your list yeah right it's you how many species did you say you photograph something yeah like 4, so 500 I, or something so like, I, it's I, insane.
0: I said to ben i've photographed like uh, it, it's heading on for four and a half thousand species yeah. that which I've is photographed. more
1: than i've even seen by the way yeah, so yeah.
0: <laughs> it's impressive and he said but how many of those are good and i was like well you know that's we some but you know that's that's not why I do it. I'm not right. I'm not shooting birds to take good pictures.
1: Right, right. I'm shooting to document
0: whereas you're not shooting to document. You're shooting to get good pictures. It's like it's like, you know, other side of the coin, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a flip side. It's a totally it's coming 100%. from a different place.
1: 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah, you're you're shooting to document what you see and to, you know, help um, kind of solidify that list and yeah, I'm shooting to not only to capture just good mm. capture good photos, but I'm shooting hoping to inspire people to travel. Mm. Essentially, that's one reason why I shoot is I want, and I feel like the best representation of that bird yeah. or, that I can do. Obviously, yeah. I'm not saying I have the best photos of every bird. I mean, that's just that's <laughs> complete nonsense. But the best that I can produce yeah. for people, I feel like, hopefully, will help inspire them more than if it's you know a. For instance, like when we arrived at the, here's another good example for you, right? When yeah. we arrived at the Stellar Seagull shoot this morning, yeah. there was one on a pole. Right, you, you took a picture of him. I on the took pole. a picture, and you didn't. I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't even get the camera out for the one on the pole because I knew I was yeah. about to go get some fishing. Right, yeah. I mean, where you can see the raw power and the raw grace and that, and the and it was and all right. It, it was yeah. fairly,
0: it was fairly close. Well, see, and there's
1: a difference right yeah. there. You're like, oh, it's all right. It was close. Yeah. The light yeah. was good, and I'm like, man, that snap. angle is all wrong. The angle was it's, wrong. Yeah. The light was wrong. Yeah, it's on a post, yeah. and I just
0: went snap, 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 and then I had, exactly. you know, had a few photos, and then and you and... were good.
1: And you probably if if <laughs> so, let me ask you this: if the boat trip had been canceled, yeah you would have been fine with that shot.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I've done this 10 times. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not really after.
1: Yeah. No, see, even if the boat trip yeah. was canceled and that was the only Stellar seagull shot or I would have had, period. I still, have you still have no, I still wouldn't have taken it. You still wouldn't have taken it. No, I still wouldn't have taken it. Because for me, for me, actually seeing a bird like that is great for me personally. Yeah. But it's an not, image like that in my mind inspire doesn't inspire anybody. anybody to see like, oh yes, I want to go to Japan. Whereas for instance, you know, we have sweet shots of stoic seagulls coming in, grabbing a fish, wings spread, you know, water splash behind him with this epic, beautiful, like, uh, kind of a, diffuse storm winter lighting and that kind of thing. Mm. That's the kind of stuff where I'm like, that will that mm. will bring someone to Japan. The stellar seagull on the light post, eh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> who knows? You know, I mean, some people are easier to please than others. But yeah. that's, so yeah, that's, and I think that's one of the big differences, not only between you and I, but yeah. people who snap photos for documentation and for record right. keeping. Yeah. And then people who are doing photography for another reason, basically. You, yeah. you
0: know, so I, I led a birding with a camera tour mm-hmm. in the Falklands. Oh, yeah? And it was, yeah. To be honest with you, it was more of a photo tour. And as you know, I don't really want to lead photo tours. It's not right. my happy place. Right, right, right. Um, I don't have the patience. I, get. <laughs> I don't want to be sitting shooting the same bird or I want to be going out seeing as many birds as possible, mm-hmm. documenting, finding cool stuff. Right. So I don't like photo tours. I can do birding with a camera tours, which is sort of like middle ground. hmm
1: Especially the pe- if they lean more birding. Yeah,
0: if they yeah, yeah if they lean more birding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, there's a couple of birding with camera tours that I've led where I'm like, this is basically a photo tour, so yeah, I'm glad someone else so you, didn't get this. Cause so you're <laughs> fine, yeah. yeah but yeah, like, yeah. if it's
0: leaning to a, a photo tour for me, that that doesn't put me in a good place. Yeah, and it does it doesn't tend to go very well because I. Not stressful. Not only that, but I'm I'm kind of pushing the birding angle, whereas Uh, the clients might not actually want that, right? Right. Even though that's what the tour is supposed to be, right? Right. Um, right. No, it's hard. That middle ground is very difficult. Very difficult. It is because people don't always sign up to the right trip. But um, but anyway, but what? What? There was a a lady. There was a couple on there. This and this one lady, she she was definitely a a photographer, and she's a really fun girl. And she would happily take pictures all day of penguins. I was, after two hours, I was done. I, I just didn't want to, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I would rather sit down and just look at them more. Right, right. right. And I was actually doing sketching. I was, sketch- ah, okay, I was sketching yeah, penguins. Okay. and yeah. yeah. And she said, you know, Charlie, you take photos of birds, but you're not, you're not a bird photographer. She said that to you? Yeah. Ooh. And, 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 I, and I think... <laughs> Ouch. I, no, but the thing is, for me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if someone says I'm not a bird photographer, I'm like, yeah. Is that I'm, a I, <laughs> Yeah. She's like saying, you know, sorry, sorry you, you're not really in our club.
1: Oh, Okay, and I
0: was like, you know what? I don't really want to be in your club, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so it was fine. I both yeah, yeah. was like, you know, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. But it's <laughs> there's a different kind of identity, and there's a different place where people come from. And and I think birders and listers they tend to be a little bit more OCD and a little bit, you know, more kind of they want to just see everything and check them off mm-hmm. the list. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I guess. Photography is more of a kind of artistic thing. You want to make something beautiful and represent something. And
1: yeah, I well, mean, ideally, yeah. yeah if there's, there's very few, I would say probably very, 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 very few photographers who identify as photographers, not right. even yeah. photographers who like birding. I'm talking about yeah. just pure... Photographers, right. there'd be very, very few of them who actually keep a list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they might keep a list of birds they mm-hmm. photograph, kind of like you, but they're not going to put. I guarantee you, they're not going to have a Stellar Seagull on a post as one of the birds yeah. they photographed. It would have to be, you know, one fishing yeah. or one banking or something like that. I think just one of the the big things with photographers and kind of one of the key things to to keep in mind there is the photographer. Although the ones that I deal with and for me personally, is we want an experience with that bird we don't want to just see it move on or even see it well and spend like five minutes with it we're like okay well what are its eating habits what is it i mean what is it like to do like does it have a cool display or does it have a cool call that we can maybe capture or something like that and a lot of cases personally i think photographers though the number may be smaller well no it probably is much smaller yeah um i like to think in a lot of instances photographers know a lot. For some specific birds, they have a deeper understanding of them. You right. spend a lot more time with one bird than your than your typical birder. Right? I mean, some birders spend. Some birders will look at the same bird over and over again and have no problem with that, right? Mm-hmm. But especially when you're on a tour yeah. with something, if we're talking specifically bird tours. So, for instance, like you like you said, and, uh, I do the birding, uh, birding with camera, birding and photo tour in Australia. Yeah, uh-huh. Right. So I get all three, the whole range. I get the whole sweep. Yeah, I get yeah. to see exactly the birding tour is fast paced. I mean, we go, we go, we go, we <laughs> go. Once you look at that bird, we are gone. Cause right. we've got another 400 birds yeah, to yeah, go and find, yeah. but on yeah. the photo tour. Yeah. You want to photograph that bird again? Let's do it. Yeah. You know, we I mean, can always I... get a better pose, always get a better light. Always, you know, it could be singing. We could get it in flight. Sheesh, it could be anything, you know? And that's, kind of something that you know i always keep in mind when i'm photographing birds is just have i seen that behavior before do yeah. i feel like i fully have i fully experienced that bird like for instance the dipper Yeah. yeah. the uh, mm. where where are we standing again what's washi, the place? Washi no yado. right, yeah. right the dipper yeah. okay uh you know not this one obviously cuz mm. we're in japan but our american dipper yeah. america's only songbird that's underwater yeah if you haven't seen it sing, have you really even experienced that bird? Because that's, that's the part, that's like part of it, you know, yeah. what I mean? that's what's makes that bird special. So if, if all you're looking at is, you know, a dipper through a scope underneath a bridge at, you know, a hundred yards away, it's like, okay, if that's good enough for you, that's good enough for you. But a photographer is going to want to, photographer's going to want to try to get it singing, mm. going to want to try to probably get it flying upriver towards its mm. nest. Going to want to probably try to get it in the nest. Going to want to try to get it with all four of its chicks. And then, you know, probably with a little uh, insect to see kind of what they like to eat. Heck, um, I spent actually. Oh man, how long was it? I spent probably four or five hours when I was in school in the Pacific mm. Northwest trying to get a picture of a dipper underwater catching salmon eggs right. because they would go down during their, during our salmon spawn. They would yeah. go down, swim, 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 all the way down to the bottom and try to grab up those eggs. Mm. Later found out my Bluetooth doesn't work in water. Right. Uh, that's, that was a learning experience for me. But uh, yeah, and, that's, and I would spend hours with that thing every day and just try to f- learn as much as I could about the bird. It's really cool.
0: What I notice often about bird photographers mm-hmm. is they don't seem to remember the bird names. Oh, God. No, no half the time, you know, like,
1: I, and I love them all to death. But The number the... of times
0: I have to, no, so what's this bird called again? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like what I hear often from oh, yeah. a bird sure. photographer, yeah?
1: Sure, sure, sure. No, and I, like I said, I was, I love, all, I love them all to death, but uh, probably three quarters of the time, like, uh, guests and stuff on photo tours will yeah. be emailing me months afterwards, like, what's this? What's this? And I go... Yeah. That's, you know, let's say we're in Costa Rica, that's blue-gray tanager. yeah <laughs> You know, it's like one of the most common common birds out there. But then um, but then but,
0: it's kind of like yeah, in one area and the other, and then, you know, it's, it doesn't stick there. They're not striving to remember the names. No, you know? no, no, because no. because
1: they're not keeping a list. There's a lot to do with uh, with memory and that, like, mm. when you hear it and then you check it off, and then you see, right. like, if you're a birder, yeah if you hear it from your guide, you check it off at the end of the night on your list. Maybe you have a little camera that you have a little snap yeah. of. You've got an audio, a yeah. visual, and a written... Memory of that bird should be pretty good. Mm. But yeah, for a photographer, a lot of the times you tell them, you go, okay, here comes the blue gray tanager. And they're thinking, okay, well, the light's coming this way. So I kind of want to shift a little bit. That mossy branch looks a lot better without that leaf behind it. They're probably not even listening to you about the bird. They're just like, they're trying to frame up their shot to represent that bird as best they can so that when they go home and show their significant other, their family, their Mm. social media friends, whatever, they can say, tanager. (laughs) Right. <laughs> from from Costa Rica, or they'll email the guide and be like, "Hey, what was this?" Again? And then you <laughs> and then suspected. you tell them, yeah, and then you tell them, "Ah, yeah. blue gray tanager," and then they can put that on social media, blue gray tanager from Costa Rica, and then they're happy. But yes, they um, oftentimes it, it it does it does seem like, especially for photographers, mm. that it just kind of one in one ear, out the other, and it's.
0: But photographers strike me that they're not as interested in birds as birds. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. But from the way you put it. It's a more kind of holistic thing about it. It's not sort of like a taxonomic, and where does this fit in? And oh no, God, it, no. it's more like <laughs> like the bigger picture of a single, you know, like the life history or you know, lots of different information about it, rather than just a, a name. It's not about yeah. the
1: species; it's about that individual that it's you're about photographing. the individual, right? It's about okay. that specific. So, for instance, mm. the eagle that we were shooting this morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, most photographers are hardly going to care about any yeah. kind of history between White-tailed and Stellar Yeah, But when they watch that eagle fish, they're going to have that image that memory that core kind of understanding of yeah. how that eagle fishes right that's what they're going to hang on to they're right. not going to hang on to any of that kind of stuff and that's why the, the, you know the, the, whole... the subspecies no no, no they're the range no and your the, yeah. your uh, ess your essp on our checklists are are absolute useless it's information very, to them. So endemic so subspecies on like, my nah. <laughs> on my checklist there's all these
0: little acronyms there's like you know endemic species and endemic subspecies east asian endemic northeast asian endemic even i laughed at that one i was like like, east asian
1: endemic come on (laughs) near
0: east asian breeding endemic there's like there's all these like little things and but yeah so your photographer's not gonna you you know what sometimes i think from a birder's point of view the bird photographer seems like he's not interested in birds because Mm -hmm. all he's thinking about is his picture right all he cares about his picture but i've also heard photographers say about birders, that they don't really care about birds. All they care about is their list. Their number. Their number, yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. also not true.
1: Yeah. You know oh, what I'm saying? There's yeah.
0: there's like a sort of misconception from both Of course there is. And that's sides, because for, yeah. some,
1: for some reason, the sides are, for lack of a better term, they're at war. I mean, yeah. for for, mm. for no obvious reason to me. I mean, we're all out there just trying to enjoy the birds. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I have seen, and you know I've, as you know, I'm more on the photography side. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I've seen photographers doing absolutely appalling things Uh, Mm. in the presence of birders, but I've also seen birders also doing appalling things in the presence of photographers. I've seen birders doing appalling things without the presence of photographers. I've seen photographers do appalling things without the presence of birders. So it's not like, it's not like both sides are right or wrong. It's just, there seems to be this inherent, oh, you're a photographer, you're a birder. And one of the things that you kind of mentioned in the beginning, and and thank you, um, thank you for saying those things. um, But you know, I like to think, at least with a lot of us who do the birding with camera, that Mm. we kind of are trying to bridge.
0: You're trying to bridge the gap. We're trying to bridge that gap. I mean, you know,
1: I, Mm. like I said, I lead a lot of birding tours and I lead a lot of photography tours and I lead a lot of birding with camera tours. Mm. And there is, you know, for lack of, uh, or (laughs) at the risk of sounding corny, there's no reason we can't all sing Kumbaya. I mean, it's, there's, there's, we're all, we're all interested in nature. We just have a different way of enjoying it. That, that's that, it, and that's, that's all was, that matters. Just yeah. respect that, and you're you're good to go from there. You know?
0: That was what I, I was wanting to ask you whether yeah. there was going to be a because th- this is kind of an increasing. You know, we're being kind of thrown together or off or, and and places that we, we come together often like feeding setups or mm-hmm. things like that. And they're often created by photographers, to be honest. Uh, 90% of the yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> yeah, because birders are happy with it just in a tree, out wild somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. but
0: they often bring in quite rare and difficult birds mm-hmm. that a birder also wants to see. Yeah,
1: especially in Asia, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. You guys have a lot of hides for pittas and pheasants and exactly. that kind of stuff. Exactly,
0: so. yeah. And photographers <laughs> i think are not always happy when like so at the very beginning of the, this main tour mm-hmm. we went to see this really beautiful bird called the palaces rosefinch. oh yeah yeah and i knew the spot where there was some photographers feeding it and we turned up and there was what maybe two or three guys there with with tripods so well, there were not uh, you know
1: no yeah yeah about th- i think three or four yeah three or, three four, or four guys, guys yeah mm-hmm. and then with we big tripods and yeah stuff, with yeah. big
0: tripods and then we turn up
1: Group and, of twelve. <laughs> was it twelve
0: or included. Four, fourteen? Including oh, fourteen, us. yeah,
1: including us. Yeah,
0: and then we're walking towards them, and I said to Ben, "I bet these guys are just sighing now." <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, you're kidding me like yeah. that," but they were they were really nice. Mm-hmm. They were quite tolerant. I mean, some actually just packed up and left straight. Yeah, some, <laughs> some
1: were like, oh, God, I'm out of here. Yet. I'm
0: out of here. <laughs> but the couple that stuck around, they were showing off their photos. Yeah. That's another, another thing I always notice that phot- photographers like to do is show off their oh, photos. Oh, they love it, man. We, yeah, uh, just flicking through. Oh, look photographers, at one,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for all the photographers out there listening to this, uh, yeah. don't worry, I'm in your camp, but we have a bit of an ego, for sure. Photographers, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: um, – but the couple of guys that stayed, they were showing us their photos and we were all, you know, we were all sharing the space. And, Very merry, yeah. And one guy, you know, one of our birds started walking in the wrong place and we kind of pulled him back. To the wrong
1: place by, the, you mean the feeder. Like the feeder, <laughs> yeah. right walked front, right up to the feeder. In front of the
0: feeder, and we're like, oh no, just pop back here. Yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. I think there's a place where we can all coexist, like you said, Oh yeah, with these. But it, it often requires a little bit of patience and just friendliness and a bit of just basic courteous behavior and uh, and you
1: you mentioned that photographers are the ones setting up the feeders and birders are taking advantage of that Mm. but probably something that I don't know if, I mean I'm sure you do know this, but mm. you know, photographers are often on eBird looking at where they can get good photos. Get, and yeah, those are almost right. always posted by birders. Yeah, yeah. You know, those are not Yeah, so it's not a it's not don't for the birders who are listening to this, don't feel like the photographers think that you guys are just taking advantage of the feeder yeah, no, without so, reciprocating anything. You guys we're, posting we're, all your stuff really helps us and all so, that sy- kind of Symbiotic so, relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. Well that's what it should be. That's <laughs> should what it be. should be. And like you said, you yeah. know, sometimes it's not it's not always that way, and it and it for the life of me, man, I can't figure out why.
0: <laughs> I really can't. So we just saw this amazing owl last night, the Blackiston's fish owl. Mm, um, very cool. And we're in this like viewing hide, and we're all kind of lined up, and there's photographers and birders there. And the lady was sat down in her place in front of the window, and there was a lot of people there. So the the owner said, "Okay, she can sit there, and then uh, the photographer can stand behind with the tripod mm-hmm. and shoot her over the head." Right. But when the bird came, she stood up Ooh. in front of the, the guy with the camera. Oh, and, that's and, bad and, stuff. And, <laughs> and there was stuff going on last night. There was a guy that had a huge tripod and he's mm. taking up more than his space, and the birders couldn't get in. And there was almost like a little coming to blowers, you know? So there's some tension in there. There was as some well. tension as well. Oh, I didn't so, even notice that. Yeah, yeah. No, there was yeah. stuff going on last night as well. So I think it just requires a little bit of patience people in different countries act in different ways. Like, you go to Thailand, the Thai bird photographers tend to be very patient with birders. But that's just kind of what the Thais are like. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Well, everybody
1: has their own idea of personal space. Yeah, as well. And and I think uh, a lot of a big thing, not only with patience, um, which is really, really important, like you Mm. said, but also just uh, being aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Like, there's no reason a photographer before setting up his tripod shouldn't look behind him and make sure he didn't just step in front of somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the yeah. same thing with a birder is, like, yeah. if, you know, if you have a photographer around and he's clearly, I mean, you know, I understand if maybe he's not, definitely if he's not even at his camera, walk yeah. in front of it, go for it. Like, yeah, do what you yeah. need to do. But, I mean, everybody knows what somebody taking a picture looks like. If he's yeah. got his eye to the lens, yeah, yeah. If he's got his hand up on the body, don't walk duck. in front of him. No. <laughs> you know, just, you know, duck down or go around or something. And, yeah. you know, in the end, I think... And this is gonna sound maybe a little bit more biased towards the photographers, which, mm. you know, I understand, but you know, in the end, a birder, kinda of like we were talking about, they really just wanna see the bird. Why yeah. does it matter if you're five feet closer? Like the yeah. photographer they yeah. that the reason they're there is to try to get a quality shot. So as long as they're not disturbing the bird and preventing your view. That's yeah. the key bit. As long yeah. as they're not preventing your view. If they're right. preventing your view, then by all means do what you need to do. But if they're not preventing your view, why does it matter if you're five feet further back? Mm. You know? And then you know you can say and a lot of a comment I hear a lot from birders is yeah. he has such a big lens. Why does he need to be so close? It's like, no, 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 no. no. Okay, that's that's <laughs> you the don't difference. Understand. You don't under Yeah, you don't quite <laughs> grasp what that extra five feet really can do yeah. for a photo. Like and unless you're a photographer. You won't get that. Right. So, yeah. you know, and that that would be the only thing I would say that, that sometimes I hear from birders and they're like, ah, oh, such a big lens. Why does he need to be so close? And it's like, <laughs> ah, okay, I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> just let it go. and And, you know, like I said, as long as definitely if you're in a place where there are birders and bird photographers together, as long as the birders have their view mm-hmm. and they're happy with their view. Yeah. Then there's and no it, reason it, you can't coexist. Yeah, and you it know. doesn't it doesn't
0: kind of uh, infringe on on what the photographer's doing or scare their birds away. Right, right, no, like exactly. Yeah, yeah, as long yeah. as
1: as long as the photographers have the shot they're looking for, the birders have the view that they need. Yeah, and the bird is all good or the subject, whatever you're looking at. Uh-huh. Then then it's all good. It should be. Then it should be fine. It should be all right. Yeah, yeah, but, but you do inherently get these little headbutts in there, you know. And it's yeah. Just like, yeah. Ah.
0: <laughs> but I definitely you know when I'm often with birders, they're they're kind of impatient and they they're just like. They can be a little bit obnoxious sometimes towards photography, you know. And, and do you think just, they're
1: patient because they're trying to get that burden get on to the next one? Is that why? Yeah. Well, yeah. I
0: mean, or just say, why? Why was this person taking up all this space? Or why is this uh, person yeah, yeah. doing this? Or why? Is, you yeah. know, they they just get a little bit impatient about the whole thing, mm-hmm. even though the whole feeding setup has been made by, by the, foot, photographer. Yeah. the photographer. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think if, as a tour leader, I mean, you obviously know photographers, you know, how they're thinking mm-hmm. better, um, which helps. But you know, if you if you know how not to off the photographers while still getting your clients the views they need then you can kind of like ameliorate the situation a little bit
1: absolutely yeah, yeah. And, and the fun bit with the with the birding with the camera one um you know obviously i don't I don't know um how you approach this with, <laughs> with probably uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah probably <laughs> but um you know towards the beginning of the trip i always kind of see what the balance is like in the group yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so i always ask a series of questions like okay New bird comes up. Yeah. What are you grabbing first? Camera yeah. or bins? That's a, that's a great question. If you're yeah. ever not sure like about somebody, yeah. ask them what they grab first. The binoculars or the camera when a new bird pops up. Say the light's good, close, yeah. new bird's up, what are you going for? If it's the camera, they're more photographer, obviously. If it's the bins, they still might be a photographer, mm. but you know they're okay. Yeah. Knowing how fast birds are and how quick you need to be in bird photography, yeah. they're okay missing the shot. Whereas a yeah. photographer would be like, oh, I'm not missing that, and then shoots it. Yeah. Because they know... In that moment, the view through their camera, that's all they need to be happy with the view. And now they're going for their shot. So that's something that I do um, very early on in a Burning With Camera tour. I go, all right, guys, what are you grabbing? Let's say, you know, let's say we're in Australia. You know, what are you grabbing when that uh, noisy pitta goes up on that nice mossy log? We've been chasing it for 30 minutes or whatever. Bam, it's there. You have five seconds. What are you
0: grabbing? I would sometimes shoot it rather than look at it, you know? Really? Yeah, sometimes.
1: If you you know New bird, new bird, I'm taking. New bird. New, yeah, had never seen it before. No, not in the bins, yeah. not even, not even yeah. a glimpse. No, I'm talking new bird. No,
0: no, <laughs> no, I will always, I will always have a look at a new, at a new bird yeah. and your bins. Yeah, yeah, the, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. Whereas I'm the complete opposite. Yeah. I mean, well, you've seen me do it yeah. a couple times on this trip. Yeah. If there's a new bird and you're like, oh, we should probably go vote, come out for a photo. I'm like, yeah. okay, where are my bins? I don't know, <laughs> but the camera <laughs> yeah. right yeah. up there, you know. So and it's a little different too when we're guiding as well. Yeah. Whereas if I'm honestly, sometimes, man, when I'm out on my own, I don't even bring my bins. Because right. I'm, I'm trying to reconnect with that kind of that inner eight year old where I was just right. walking around and just yeah. taking pics. But you know, when we're guiding, I'm obviously always picking up the bins first to you know, idea it and get everybody on it and that kind of thing. So.
0: Yeah, you know, one thing that I don't get about photographers hmm. is that sometimes it feels like if they can't get a photo, they don't even want to see it.
1: Ah, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, and that yeah, yeah, yeah. And that
0: I just I can't I can't empathize with that. I can't I don't understand that because I. When it comes down to it, I want to, I want to see amazing things and, right. and and not even wanting to see something amazing because you can't get a photo. It just, uh, I can't understand. No, and, I, and I'm sentiment. with you on that. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And like, I think I'll, you would, you would be obviously, cause you're yeah. a naturalist as well. as a photographer. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you, but you know what? I mean, there's plenty of times where I've, uh, yeah, been in Costa Rica or Panama and there's yeah. some, something calling high up or something yeah. and, you know, it's not coming down and I'm just like, well, do you guys want to look at it real quick? No. And they're like, no, no. it's like. Okay.
0: I took <laughs> Enough, a. Just move on. <laughs> I took. I think I took a. I was leading a birding with a camera trip, and I had a scope with me.
1: Oh. Yeah. Okay. And, <laughs>
0: and nobody, nobody, nah, nobody nah. was interested in looking at that scope. Nah. It was all about getting the pictures. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
1: Or at least, or at least a decent snap of of something. Something. And then yeah. Moving on, yeah, because yeah, the, the um, I think the scope the scope would work if you're if you're lean more birding, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, I think the other thing that I can. At least sort of start to recognize as a pattern, not quite just identify right away, but definitely yeah. a pattern is the type of gear people right. are bringing on trips. Yeah, yeah. You know, if a lot of people show up with a bridge camera on a birding with a tour right. or a birding with camera tour, yeah. then you think, okay, probably got some birders yeah. here. You can bring out the scope. Yeah. But I tell you what, man, more and more people are showing yeah. up with like 100 to 500s, 100 to yeah. 400s, whatever, and they, you know, some people are even showing up with like real professional grade glass on yeah. a on a birding with camera tour. So I'm like. Are you on the right tour? Like, because you, you know they're showing up with this professional grade glass and yeah. no binoculars yeah, on a birding yeah, yeah. with camera tour, yeah. simply because. Yeah. But, but the reason is is simply because they want to see as much as possible, right? And you know, there's yeah. no secret that a photo tour is going to see a lot less than a birding tour. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of why we why we do that, right? It's yeah. birding, birding with camera, photo tour, and that kind of species species numbers. So it's it's very interesting though And you do get somebody on a birding with camera tour with no binoculars, you're like, mm. okay, okay, so that's... you're only photos. <laughs> <laughs> and but you know what they do? Half the time they do what I did when I started. They bird yeah. through the camera. Right. They just take the picture, they look at it later, and that's good enough for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing too is, you know, I tell like that kind of story to, to birders and I tell that kind of story to photographers. And the birders are always like, Oh, well, I don't know how you how you can appreciate it through a camera. Yeah. Because it's not binoculars. And I'm like, Yeah. It's still an optical device. Yeah. I can yeah, yeah. still you know, it's a little more it's a little challenging now, I'll admit, with the mirrorless cameras, because you're right. looking through a computer rather yeah, than a, a mirror. But I'm like, I mean, they're still enjoying the bird. It doesn't matter. Right. And then I tell it to yeah. a photographer and they're like, oh yeah, but that angle's wrong. The light's wrong. And I'm like, yeah. but they saw the bird, yeah. which means, you know, they've seen one more than you've seen. <laughs> and, and they're like, but, and then they're like, well, that's okay. I didn't get a good shot of it. So I don't really care. And it's like, but they do. And that's all that matters. And that's mm. the biggest thing, frankly, with the birder and bird photographer thing is I just think for some reason, each side is like, oh yeah, but they do that. And they do that. And it's like, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> just They're enjoying themselves. You're enjoying yourself. And this is like. I think it's
0: increased the appeal of wildlife appreciation. Mm-hmm. Not from just being a sort of a, a kind of listing mentality and collecting, but rather coming from. And somebody actually told me this is a different side of your brain. Is, is it? That, yeah. Left side, right side brain. One is more in the kind of listing side and one is more in the sort of aesthetic side.
1: Kind of the math, analytical, kind yeah, yeah, of, yeah. that kind of stuff yeah. on the listing side. Yeah, so, I can see that. Yeah. So Photography it, a little bit more it's art. It's coming from
0: a, a very different place. Yeah. And also internationally, when you look at where most birders come from... Mm-hmm. It's it's North America, mm. Northern Europe, Europe, yeah, yeah. It's not even like Spain and Italy, no, you know. No, it's, it's like northern, it's like the the Netherlands, yeah, uh, UK, Scandinavia, mm-hmm. those kind of countries, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Northern Europe and the other Anglo, you know, um, Canada and Australia and mm-hmm. things like that. And That's what it's been. It's kind of like white Northern European right, right. thing, mm-hmm. and it's always been a a, a thing that, that you know it's not it's not very diverse, you know. It's always not very inclusive and stuff like right, that, you know. Right. And it's always been a bit of a what you got to. These birding festivals 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it's still white, whitewash. Whitewash. Absolute yeah, absolutely whitewash.
1: whitewash. We're getting a lot now from Central and South America, though, aren't we? Which is nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, um,
0: but in the general... No, but when you when you look at the people turning up to these festivals now, a lot of South Asians, a lot of Indians with, with cameras. Oh, yeah? A lot of East Asians. Okay. Taiwanese, Japanese, okay. Chinese. So you're noticing a little a lot. bit of a shift. There's, there's a shift, but that shift has come from the photography side rather than from the birding side.
1: Why do you think that is? The hides and all that kind of stuff? Or just...
0: well, uh, look, well, you look at most of the people that do birding of some kind, whether it's photography or bird watching mm-hmm. in Asia, and most of them is, is focused around cameras. You look, yeah. at, you look at Thailand and Singapore and Malaysia and, and, and China and Japan. It's more of a kind of the entering birding from, from your angle. Rather from mine, but yeah. like that, but that, this is what's created a bit more diversity, I think in the in the nature of appreciation uh-huh. in North America It's because some of these countries like India, they're quite techy okay. Indians yeah, yeah. yeah they like yeah. they love cameras, they love they love technology, but they've this is what's this is why there's just so many birders in India now because because yeah. of because uh, of photography That's so interesting. Huh. I think it's really diversified things because it's because it's broadened the appeal. Um, internationally that, that's oh, what that's interesting that's, yeah, yeah, yeah that's what i well you've done think. a lot more traveling than i yeah, have yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah no that's that's interesting i haven't thought about that that's uh certainly something that i recognized right away when i recently went to malaysia and borneo yeah it's just that i of, didn't see really any birders yeah. without some pretty
0: decent camera equipment yeah. attached to them so uh, i can kind of and we've now that it, you mentioned and it and we've kinda, seen it here i mean there was like chinese people uh oh, um, yeah japanese yeah, Taiwanese well. yeah 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 there's Taiwanese people turning up tonight at the at the hide. Yeah, it's cool to see countries that weren't before like so interested in wildlife mm-hmm. becoming very interested in wildlife yeah. through the through the camera through the camera. Side. Yeah, interesting. I yeah. think. Oh, that's I cool. Think, anyway, yeah. where do you see this going? You know, oh. it's a, it, it's a <laughs> constant. It's a constantly kind of evolving thing. You know, the way we do it. Yeah. Um, and in recent years, there's been a, a lot of these, like um, a lot more setups and feeding stations and mm-hmm. hides and blinds and yeah. and things like that. How do you see it evolving from, from here?
1: Just what we do, basically. Just how do you see it industry Do you, yeah, do you, could, industry you think it's going to change? I mm-hmm. mean, I've,
0: like for an example, like in Borneo now, we were discussing this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Some of these hides, you're paying hundreds of dollars to go to. Hundreds of US dollars. Yeah, yeah hundreds yeah, yeah, of US dollars. Not, not
1: cheap, yeah. Not cheap, but yeah, it, yeah.
0: there's a sort of, a modification it's like this bird is worth people are willing to pay this amount of money to right. photograph or to see this bird well yeah um, I
1: mean, we just went we just spent we're spending two nights just getting this yeah. owl aren't we yeah, i mean that's one the- one
0: bird <laughs> one and now you know we're all willing to spend that amount of money to see and photograph right. that thing so the amount of money coming in to this i think is is increasing there's more yeah. money available and you look like somewhere like costa rica and ecuador 10 20 years ago it was five dollars how, how much are you paying? five dollars. Nah, now you pay you pay twenty dollars, thirty dollars, more. Right, you know, right. You're renting you're renting whole blinds out with with groups of photographers, and and then it's going to hundreds of dollars in there. Yep. Yep. So it's, I think there's a lot more money being made in it. I think the mm-hmm. the, the, the net value of the industry mm-hmm. is is going up. Oh yeah, no question yeah.
1: about that. I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of places are definitely taking advantage of like you say this this bird, this subject, this whatever, whatever mm. you're doing. You know, a lot of countries are taking advantage mm. of people who want to see that bird or mm. subject. And uh yeah, I mean the I think probably where it's going is the other thing that I've noticed is with cameras being so readily available mm. and even I mean, you can get a pretty decent used camera these days for really not that much yeah, money. Yeah. I mean really for you know, you know, in the US. And so a lot of young birders yeah. who 10, 15 years ago, wouldn't have been able to have a camera, mm-hmm. who didn't grow up with a camera, are all now suddenly shooting with these amazing cameras, yeah. realizing that, oh, this is a lot of fun. And yeah. they're contributing to that market where they'll happily go to Costa Rica, spend 20 bucks to watch some hummingbirds, get right. some photos so they can post it on social media share it with their friends and yeah. encourage them and inspire them to go and spend 20 bucks. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of this ecotourism in Costa Rica, the one you mentioned, has just figured that out so well. They yeah, are a yeah, they ecotourism yeah. machine. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> it, is a, it is insane. I mean, they they will charge you for absolutely everything, but it's all still reasonable. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. I mean, for instance, we do a walk at a place called Sendero Bogarin in yeah. La Fortuna in Costa yeah. Rica. It's 10 bucks, but you're like guaranteed a sloth. Right. I mean, yeah. and they're not captive. Yeah. They're just the people there. They have workers yeah. who stake them out. They tell you, oh, okay, this one usually wakes up around 2.17 yeah. p.m. <laughs> I mean, that's – and they want you there. That's uh, the other crazy thing is a lot of these countries, they want you to come. Uh, yeah. They want you to spend the money. They want you to enjoy. But also, I think they think – or they know that it's important. So the more people mm-hmm. that they get over there, the more they raise awareness, and you know, the more those places will be preserved. Because yeah. a lot of the local governments are going to say, "Oh crap, yeah. you, know, gotta, <laughs> you know, we got, you know, we got five hundred million dollars coming in in ecotourism yeah. or whatever. This is pretty important. We need to, take, we need care to ca- take care of that." Yeah. You know, no, so cute. but I think overall, I wouldn't be surprised. It's going to be a very dramatic statement. You want if you want to <laughs> end if you want to end it on this one, but yeah, yeah. Um, overall, I think you know, probably not in. My lifetime, probably yeah. the lifetime just after mine, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are way more photographers or birders with cameras than there are with just birders. Hundred percent, because oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's probably already getting up to that. Ratio, I mean mo- I most,
0: most birders have some sort of camera. See, well, not most, maybe like a maybe more than half. Just
1: I'm talking about I'm talking yeah. about ones who actually genuinely enjoy taking photos, though. Right. Yeah, I'm not saying you don't. <laughs> I'm not saying you don't. But I'm saying I'm saying people who I'm saying I'm saying birders who. I think personally Uh, with the other thing, the other thing that's doing it, man, is is social media. Just these videos that people are creating and sharing on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever. What they're doing is they're, they're putting you in that moment that somebody else is seeing, but they're putting you there telling you, this is what you want to see. Right. This is, it's not a, it's not just a quick snap of a, of a bison in a field 500 yards away. It's a slow motion winner shot. Of yeah. the steam coming off of the nostrils with <laughs> like ice dripping down the beard you know what I'm talking about and 20 years ago you couldn't really share that very easily No, but now no. with social media and these really high tech cameras that kids have yeah. I mean I'm talking there's a kid that I follow on on Instagram who's just amazing I mean yeah. five not even five years ago what was it last year in June he had yeah. like 15,000 followers on Instagram yeah, and exactly. what are we in we're in January now mm. the next year he's over 700,000 really? I mean that's how quickly Mm. this stuff progresses and you know and there's people out there who are getting inspired by you know young people with cameras and they're yeah. picking them up and so you're gonna get i think personally you asked me where i think this is going yeah uh i think you're gonna get a lot more young birders yeah. who are very interested in photography yeah who take the listing and that kind of stuff yeah. slightly less serious than the old guard right. so to speak yeah. right i mean who are for all intents and purposes, maybe just getting into photography, right. but picking up at a point where they're like, eh, well, I don't have social media. Yeah. I just use it to, to keep track of what I've yeah. seen or put it on yeah. my eBird account. Uh-huh. And that's great. Uh-huh. But nowadays that doesn't fly with, with younger, with the younger generation. Right. They want to share it. They, they want, it, they yeah. want, you know, they want the fame. They want the internet fame. Right. So, I mean, they're only going to get internet fame if they make quality images. Yeah, right. That's it. You know, a, Poor image quality doesn't do well on social media. It's no. just kind of well, I say that. Actually, I've seen some pretty poor images do very well. <laughs> it all depends on the algorithm and stuff. But um, but yeah, that's that's where I think it's going. I think it's going in a direction in a direction of the camera and actually really getting into spending that time right. time with nature yeah. rather than you know rather than that uh, quick quick list checking. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That's my thought, at least. Cool. So <laughs> yeah. you're
0: on the way in, I'm on the way out. No, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, not
1: on the way in or out. It's just yeah, yeah. that's kind of... No, the, I see it.
0: That's the pattern I see. I see it. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Yeah, yeah. We're going to leave it there, I think. Um, we always finish with a natural sound at the end of our episodes. Ooh, natural but, sound. But um, right? we could do the, the Blackstone's fish owl that yeah, we heard last night. Okay, put it on okay. at the end, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is a bird that we... we we saw last night hopefully we're going to see you again tonight yeah. really amazing very, cool, very, and very cool and we heard it and we had man. before it came down it, it started hooting and yeah, yeah, yeah it was really atmospheric so yeah, yeah. we'll do that ben thanks yeah uh, thanks for having great me great to have That's you so on yeah. it's been a good chat interesting chat thanks everybody for listening and uh, catch you all next time on naturally adventurous mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. mhm, 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 mhm. Mm-hmm.